and welcome back to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. I'm Ed and I'm joined today by Nick, Claire, Sophie and Paul. And today we are carrying on our Advent series by talking about the topic of love. As always with these uh, Advent episodes, we're going to start with the question, where do you see love in the Christmas story? And again, it's a it's a big question that we will re- return to throughout the episode, because where, where do you not see love in the Christmas story in some senses? But uh, it's a good one to kind of get us get us talking about the theme. So I'll open that up to everyone. Where, where, when I ask that question, where, where do you immediately jump to in the story where you see love being acted out, being lived out? I think that two, the two characters for me are like uh, the jump out, uh, God's love for us, and then also Mary's love as a as a mother. Just from a uh, from a characteristic point of view. Sorry to jump in there. What you guys think? Um, I, I was actually thinking about Joseph, um, and his love for for Mary and for for God and trusting God in that plan, which you must feel like a bit of an outsider in at times. Um, and that that immense love that he shows in in that respect it, is is this one where maybe we say we see love so much that we should that we like because I think all the questions are based around no because I was going to bring in this, the John three sixteen one because obviously God sent His Son to show us His love but they're not going to go down different not just generally like for this um, like do we with the Christmas story being as it is uh, there's often like a a more char- it's seen as a more charitable time of year, a more loving time of year, like from a secular point of view. Does the Christmas story have a direct influence on that or is it just because it's nice to be nice? That's a good question. I guess it kind of looks at a different angle of uh, it's a human love rather than a um, divine love. Yeah. And yeah, that is an interesting question because we... Like at, at Copper Beach here, we do a toy appeal every year, and the um, as do many Salvation Armies across the country, across the world. There, um, and and we we are every year we see an outpouring of love from people that we we don't know um, and have never met before. But then at Christmas, they just see it's a time where they want to actually show their love for their communities and for those that are less fortunate themselves. And I always find it interesting because the it being christmas seems to highlight that it seems to strengthen that that love that want to care for their community because you know the need doesn't disappear on january january 1st it it's still there and yet it we we don't see the same level of action and response um throughout the year so what is it the the christian message at the heart of christmas or is it uh, the adverts? Is it John Lewis adverts that are telling everyone to be nice? Or I don't know. Yeah, it's a really weird one. And actually from a Salvation Army brass band in the world, I think if we were to go out into the street and play random songs throughout the year, I don't think we'd make half as many donations or have half as many interactions with with the people that are sort of on the, on the streets, on the high streets with us, um, as we do at Christmas. So I think there is a there is there's something special even in a from a sort of non-Christian point of view. It's interesting in terms of the whole restrictions or whatever that people want easing over Christmas. And there's something about Christmas which means people will sacrifice months afterwards not seeing family just so they can be with loved ones on that one day or over that period of time, regardless of 
whether that is to do with faith or whatever, there is actually yeah, that's something which stirs up within us at Christmas to be loved, be with loved ones, and to sense that love. I think it's like for me, it's, it's a, an element of of both. I think it, it gives it gives people an excuse to be nice, and I think that's because as humans inherently we are we are quite good like we want we want to be good we want to see love i guess that probably harks back to another episode that we've had when we talked about um human nature and things but i think there's something that that's just uniquely special and it brings out all the good stuff out of people even people who wouldn't wouldn't really want to be good but just find themselves doing it um because oh, it's Christmas or that's usually it's Christmas, isn't it? People will give a tip, an extra tip that they wouldn't normally give or they'd uh, have a conversation, they'd spend an hour or an afternoon with uh, family that maybe they don't really get on with or or haven't done because it's Christmas. So I think it, it gives us an excuse just to be who we were designed to be. don't know what you think about that. I've said that, it's quite big, isn't it? I think sometimes it comes in the 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 real highs and the real lows of life and so whether it's in a crisis situation or a real um joyful occasion and or something that will bring a lot of joy I mean we've seen a lot of this this year in particular with the pandemic it's brought out in most places the best of people because people have come together as their communities to to clap for the NHS and on their doorstep or hanging out of a window with a pot and a, um, or a pan and a wooden spoon or something just to show their appreciation um, and their love for these people that are sacrificing so much including potentially their lives it has been in so many cases um, and then in the real laws we we see the crisis of the the food banks that are just fit to bursting with um, referrals and people really needing support people that have often never found themselves in this kind of position and yet and needing that help and donations to a certain extent for lots of places are pouring in like they never have been because it's it's heightened whether it's good or bad it's you know maybe on the front page of the newspaper or it's on everybody's facebook walls on social media or or something like that there's something of a hype around it and and then we see sometimes when that teeters off and people stop clapping for the nhs on their doorstep and it's not that we don't love those people anymore but the hype's gone. And then Christmas is a hype that comes every year. And it's wonderful and it's exciting and, and everywhere looks different because everybody's put decorations up and beautiful lights and things to make it feel so exciting. And people are reminded of the specialness of Christmas. And that almost softens their heart to say, oh, well, more than any other time of the year, this is the occasion to, to show my love in a, in a more practical or uh, more full way than perhaps I would do by January the 1st because then that gives them that warm fuzzy feeling until this time next year when they're reminded again of the heights and loads of Christmas for so many people and it, and they want that fuzzy feeling again they want to feel like they've played their part and they've done something to to show that outpouring of love beyond perhaps their um, normal spheres of influence or the people that they would normally and um, pull that love out onto and I'd like to think that that's because Christmas has become so special because it is centered around the birth of Christ and therefore we we look at Christmas as a as an 
um, like the inspiration for hope and love and uh, not to ruin the other episodes but peace and joy and all those wonderful things that are just the uh, epitome of goodness and that epitome of goodness being in Christ. It reminds me of that quote from Love Actually, if you look for it I've got a sneaky feeling love actually is all around and as you were saying Sophie in terms of over this time particularly we see the goodness of people and we see that makes the news but so often the news is full of bad stuff because it's the unusual whilst actually the everyday ordinary stuff is families and friends and neighbours looking out for each other and expressing that love love is the foundation of so many things and yeah perhaps it it comes down to as we recognize the foundation of all of human history whether people have faith in Jesus or not actually our our calendar our timeline society is marked as before Christ and after Christ and in terms of how that love that love looks and whether people recognise that love as the love that comes from Christ is a different thing. Us, as we see that story, perhaps that's what inspires us to continue that, that love God and love others. And you can recognise that goodness as being the, the goodness of God and the, the, the sprouts and flourishes of, of the kingdom of God coming to life in people, again, who may not even recognise that as being the source of that goodness and that um. I don't normally like the word pure, but that there's something about goodness in its purest form that is just beautiful. And it, it, it comes out in those kind of ways. And I would love to think that the kingdom of God is flourishing. And um, particularly at Christmas time, as we celebrate this birth of the, the birth of Christ and um, the kingdom of God just celebrates and he's bursting with joy in people that wouldn't you know give two hoots about it come the 10th of January or any other time of the year and yet they're more than happy to embrace that goodness um you know for the season so to speak there's definitely um a feeling around Christmas isn't there I, I know particularly I've experienced it myself last year I went into um just into Bradford actually Bradford's I guess my hometown really I was born in Huddersfield but I've grown up in Bradford and uh, just in front of the um, the shopping centre, there's this big Christmas tree, and it just something just felt Christmassy. And when I when I try and nail that down, it's just if it, it's just feel you feel love. That's all it is. It's just love. Um, and when you look at if you look at Christmas films, for example, I know Clay mentioned Love Actually. I mean, it's called Love Actually. Um, it's about love. If you look at um, the uh, Grinch, it's about love. If you look at um, the Christmas Carol. It's about love. It's about a guy who changes um, and becomes loving. Um, and to, to quote the the Muppets, actually, the Muppets Christmas Carol, in there is um, the line that says, wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. And I think that's just, it's just really true. Um, so it, when you, even if you look at Christmas from a entirely, I don't like the word secular, but in inverted commas, secular point of view, it's still all about love. It's, it still boils down to people giving gifts and showing appreciation, as you say, of of their love for someone in a in a physical form or in a in a, in the form of a gift. So it it's the whole premise of Christmas, whether you're a Christian or not, is just about love, isn't it? So it, you, I don't think you can really separate mm. Christmas. We can't have mm. Christmas without love. I That's think what I'm saying. there's something so cool as well off the back of that, that as hum- humans, we, we've created a <laughs> festival, created a time, because we could have celebrated the birth of Christ whenever we wanted, really. Like, 
it being the 25th of December isn't saying that's exactly when he was born. Um, yeah, and and we could have said at any point throughout the year that we were going to celebrate the birth of the birth of Christ, but actually they decided to do it when life was really difficult, when it was really dark, when it, everyone was really down, when everyone was really miserable with the weather and it was just horrible because actually you've taken like potentially the worst point of the year and made it the focal point of all your love and all all of your um willingness to engage with community and be with people and i think there's something really beautiful about that as well that it's they they didn't pick the time when things when life was easy in the summer when you have um, bright days and it can be easy but actually they chose they chose the time when it was hardest, when it was cold and wet. I mean, that doesn't work for Australians. I just thought that. Uh, <laughs> so, it's a very, um, yeah, UK-centric or this part of the world-centric point of view. Um, but I, I still think there's something quite cool in that. It's interesting because so often we kind of romanticise the story, that first Christmas story, in terms of how it was all simple and the lovely Christmas card scenes and all of that. But actually, it was in the hardest, darkest, bleakest times, as you say, when actually that love became real. If we think as we think of Jesus coming as love coming down, and actually, it shows that in terms of it's in sometimes in our darkest, most difficult days that actually we experience love in its full, fullest, fullest. Um, Recognising that love isn't something which is simple, and we and just happens when everything's going well and everything's rosy. But actually, it's in those darkest days and we have to make that choice to love and that choice to be loved and into the darkness and into sometimes hatred and hate hateful situations that's when that love breaks through well i think that flows nicely into our second question of this episode which is paul yeah so um my question is what do you see in christmas that speaks to you about the relationship god wants with us Mm. I think we've kind of touched on that but um for me i think it's it's really about god coming in human form and um wanting to come and come alongside us in in life um but i just wonder what you guys thought about that in terms of the the characters that we see in the christmas story we kind of see how god communicates with them and in terms of that intimacy of relationship and I know, as we talked about in the, the last episode, in terms of Mary's trust and that level of trust that Mary had, that what God was saying was going to come to fulfillment is incredible, isn't it? And for us to have that level of trust and obedience in terms of, yeah, God says this and I will do this. I know so often from my experience, there's a lot of grappling between what God wants me to do and whether, whether I'm obedient to him. So actually, yeah, in terms of seeing that example within that story, in terms of the characters there, and just that level of that trusting and obedience to what God wants is something I really aspire to. Um, I think one of the things I was thinking about um, when I said this, I, I had a a little a little look into it, and um, I got a, a few Bible verses throughout the Bible, um, and it start, starts with Exodus thirty three verse twenty, and it says, "Man shall not see me and live." which speaks of a very sort of a reverent power of God and uh, not, not so much the personal God that we know in Jesus. Um, and then Isaiah um, speaking, uh, it's Isaiah 40 verse five says, God's glory shall soon be revealed. Um, and Galatians, when the fullness of time came, God sent his son. Um, and I think it, it 
it spoke to me as a God who who wants us to understand His nature, um, and and to to sort of work alongside Him. And there's a distinct change from from Exodus to Isaiah prophesying uh, Jesus coming to coming to earth. And I thought that was a really interesting uh, difference. Yeah, definitely. I think from what you were saying, Paul, I, the way I I read the Bible or see the Bible is is the story of God's people and and whether that's you know right from the very beginning and the israelites or whether that's new testament or it there's still the story that that runs through i guess a narrative and then jesus being a part of that narrative of 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 god saying look this is this is what what i want from this is what i designed for you guys just to help you out a little bit um i I think that speaks volumes i don't think you for me look it's it shows me an investment from God, an investment in us to say, I'm not just going to leave you guys to it. Like I, I can see that you're not quite getting it or I can see that, you know, there might be a, this, this might be an easier way f- for me to show you how, how I want you to live or what, what the, the um, kingdom really means. Um, so that, that, yeah, I guess that the, that relationship element of it, for me the the christmas story shows shows me god's investment in us as individually but also collectively as as humans that um he's willing just to 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 put himself out to to show us that you know this is the the right way about it not the right way about it but you know what i mean but yeah the right way about it kind of it is the right i'm not saying jesus is wrong <laughs> put that on record <laughs> So recognising within the uh, the Christmas story in terms of we see the love of God come down, but also obviously within the, the characters within the Christmas story. And I'm thinking, what difference does love make to those characters who were there at that first Christmas? That's a, it's an interesting question. And we, we spoke about um, where we see love at the start. And Paul, you mentioned Joseph. And um, last week when we spoke about Joseph, we mentioned, like I think it was Nick who mentioned that, he could have quite easily just, you know, left and been like, "Yeah, actually, this is too much for me. I'm, I'm out of here." Um, but when it, actually that he, that level of love that he must have had for Mary and love for God to, to trust that um, this was all above board in some senses, and um, actually this was all part of God's plan. That is that yeah again we we spoke about the relationship last week of hope and trust but there is that relationship of of love and trust and um yeah having loving someone so much that you you've just got to trust that it's the the right way to go so that's where I guess I would see one one thing that would affect their decision made that the re- reason Joseph hung around the reason reason that Joseph was still there was born out of love really. I mean, it's an invitation to the shepherds, like the guys that were outcast. It's it's a real. I can see that there's almost a, a, an element of revelation there for them that you're invited in. This you're part of this. This this is not just for kings. This is not just for those guys that are you know well to do. This this is for everyone, including you guys. So you know, come on in, be a part of this. See this love, and share it. That that. That's where I see it most, and I, I guess it's it seems a little bit um, strange to to think of the the shepherds well being the kind of embodiment of love in the Christmas story, <laughs> but 
but yeah i think i really i really see that uh, that invitation in from you know this is for shepherds and kings this is this is for everyone um that's where i see see love that the, the in in an invitational form yeah i think i think you see that lived out in in the way the gifts are given from from the shepherds and from the kings and that there's an equal sort of footing in that and the the kings give or the the wise men sorry give um give gifts that are sort of expensive um because they can i guess um, and the shepherds have nothing but sheep to give, but lay sheep at the feet of Jesus still. Um, and I think that that shows the sort of love that transcends wealth or anything earthly, and it goes beyond that. Yeah, I'd not thought of that part, but yeah, you don't you don't really give a gift without love, do you? I'd never really, I'd not really crossed my mind. That's really interesting. I guess that ties into like today as well, doesn't it? Again, the giving of gifts at Christmas. It's interesting because obviously thinking about. Um those characters there and in terms of the time in history they were searching for a savior they were searching for something more and they were in the harshness of life were searching for that love and now whether they recognized it as they were there and as they were worshiping Jesus actually there was something inside there which stirred within them love and stirred within that recognition that they were loved in a way like in terms of they were offering love but also beginning to get a glimpse of what it meant for them to receive that love and what it, yeah, um, right. yeah, for God to love them through sending a baby. I guess that's the other side of the gift, isn't it? Like God's gift to us was Jesus. That there's some, it's almost like a circle, you know, like the recycling where the arrows point to each other. It's almost like that. Um, yeah, God's gift to us is Jesus, which shows his love to us, but and then then that's reciprocated through you know what the, those guys had what the, you know what they had available to them whether that be a sheep or or gold um but yeah i'd not thought of it that way that's yeah yeah it's really interesting and another place that it seems so obvious to point out yeah i feel it would be amiss if we didn't was just that love of god and you know we spoke we speak time and time again about the incarnation about um god becoming man but that is the the scandal the big crazy story that's at the center of the christmas thing that god chose to become one of us and it's absolutely mind-boggling and confusing and difficult but like it just in its nature it's so full of love and it's so full of a type of love that we can't even fathom because it's it is just so huge like what like where else do you do you hear this story of God becoming man of this infinite being choosing to dwell among us choosing to be one one of us in all of our flawed difficult ways and experiencing all the suffering and pain that that we do um it yeah it's remarkable and that 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 love clearly as we've we've seen permeates the rest of the people in this story and um that like, I mean we talk about God being love and he is love in his very nature and um then we are made in the image of god and that when that's why we can well in some ways see our relationship with each other being full of love and you know we have the capacity for a lot of hatred and a lot of bad stuff as as well but that we do share actually and we can experience that that godly love that reflects um reflects jesus and reflects the divine and um yeah i think I find the whole story just amazing and full of love. So it's it is hard to to delve into the specifics, like in some ways. 
is like an overarching thing to the I guess that's a narrative last as I was saying about the way you read the Bible, like that overarching uh story it is is that is love throughout it and yeah. um and yeah, in that in that in a re- in a in a really practical way sometimes, rather than it just being concept of it for particularly for me, it can be quite a confusing thing, like just the whole concept of love. Like when when I've sat and thought about it, it's just it's it's quite difficult for me to to get my head around. But I can really see see it practically, and and you know it's it's a very real thing when you look at the the story of the man Jesus right from birth to death to resurrection, and and that starts I guess the Christmas story doesn't that's where it all begins, although obviously you can see it throughout the Bible, and it, it, for me that that real practical example is there beginning from the christmas story so i think that brings us to our final question of the episode which is back to sophie Uh, my question um, was do we need to experience miracles or that kind of physical evidence and in order to love the in order to love god most deeply you see throughout the christmas story people experiencing really physical tangible um, ways that God in particular has demonstrated his love um, for us as humans and people have demonstrated their love for each other um, does that allow us to love in a way that we can't unless we've experienced something of that tangibly for ourselves yeah I, I, I feel very unqualified to answer that question <laughs> but, but I'm going to have a go um, has anyone seen the film Moulin Rouge? yep I cry every yeah, time. Yes, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a medley of love songs in that, and uh, like the central part of it is uh, "Love lifts us up where we belong." Um, and if you just take that as a statement on its own, like I can really see that like as being a, quite a central theme of the Christian message, like "Love lifts us up where we belong," like where we belong with our identity, where we belong um, with our personalities everything about us i guess is can be rooted in love if we if we're willing to look at the example that jesus gave us so yeah i think that when you put that into experience then it it becomes a platform that you can that that makes sense Uh, for me i'm when i when i look at how i just learn things i always learn things by trying it out for myself or by doing it i'm not visual or or, uh, i'm not very good at listening um but for experiencing it myself is how i can appreciate things a lot better and so i guess that's probably different or maybe it's different for for each of us but but for me that's that experience of of love is how i've then become to try to understand it as i say it's it's quite confusing for me but but my basis of my understanding has come from my experience of God's God's love for me um, personally. So I think, I think, yeah, to, to shorten that answer, um, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because if we think about if we talk about the miracles as actually being present at that first Christmas, then sometimes don't. Sometimes you look at the stories in the Bible and you think, if only I was there, it'd be so much easier to believe. Um, in terms of that but actually I think sometimes seeing how that story has kind of played out over time 
kind of adds more to it in a way that's probably heretical but in terms for the people <laughs> who were there at that first Christmas they were seeing something they didn't really understand but actually and we don't understand it to a certain extent but we've got that way in which we can look at in that bigger picture in terms of seeing how the story of Christmas has continued to transform lives over the past 2,000 years and in terms of we look at the people in the in the past who have devoted their lives to that story and so and, and we recognize that we have chosen to believe and have faith in that story despite not being present there and there's something within there which still draws us in and something there which adds richness to our lives and that same love that we've seen there that same hope that we've seen there is kind of reenacted today in different ways so yeah absolutely in terms of if we experience miracles if we experience those physical evidence that does that can draw up within us a greater sense of God's love but actually the greatest thing that God's love can do for us is to save us and that was already done 2,000 years ago when he sent us love that yeah I, I I can't hear the word miracle now without thinking about the first episode that we recorded of this podcast because we we talked about miracle I think it was the first episode um, yeah, yeah. So. and we spoke about miracles and we we were quote heavy back there we all loved a quote and um, <laughs> um, what there's there were there's a few that are coming back to mind but we uh, I think it was Einstein and I think Paul brought this one see there's memory for you and um, it was definitely from google if it, it was, was from google. <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think it's science i may be totally wrong but it was you, there are two ways to see the world one that everything is a miracle and one and the other is that nothing is yeah. and um i guess when you frame that question with that lens you know that there is evidence there is the mirac- the miraculous and the physical evidence of god's love for us throughout all of creation surrounding us in every person that we encounter um so i guess the answer is maybe if with that lens it becomes no without that we couldn't love god but actually that is everywhere that is just a a truth that is just a fact that is the state of reality that god's love is manifest in creation and in those that we encounter and um therefore it becomes a a a thing of do we choose to see it do we do we allow ourselves to be swept away in this grand story that everything is miraculous and god exists in the most insignificant and the the most significant um it's yeah i i I can get very passionate and excited about it but you could also dismiss it as just airy fairy nonsense if you wanted to but i i find it quite um quite empowering and amazing actually that that way of viewing the world that that God exists in the tiny and the huge and the, there is the miraculous and divine all around us. And as you said, it sometimes it just, it takes you to recognize that that's what's happening. It's, it's not that you're not present in a situation, but if you choose to see the miraculousness of it or the beauty and, and wonder in, in the presence of God in that moment, that can completely alter how that um, then affects you going forward. Because if, if you're truly present and listening and praying into that awareness of the spirit then of course you're going to experience it more than if you're kind of having a conversation or you're kind of present somewhere but what you're really doing is thinking about what you're going to have for your tea 
as miraculous as that may or may not be, it's not going to be perhaps as beautiful and um, God tangible as as what's happening in a in a real world scenario. Then, I mean, I'm not saying you can't experience God when you're cooking your tea, but it's less likely than if you're present in a moment, particularly with another person or um, an activity that you're taking part in, just to be mm. a, have that awareness. Yeah, and I think that that understanding and and that awareness of where God is and being drawn into love him more deeply by being aware of his presence is a huge challenge. And I I think maybe in the future, it'd be a good episode to do to talk about what does it mean to love God? And I'm not sure we've got time to delve into that now. And I I don't know if I've got the mental capacity, to be honest, at the moment. Um, I think I'd like to do some more thinking about that. But that 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 promise of loving God and being drawn deeper into, into his, his like being closer to Jesus and living life more like him and becoming more like him. And through that being given more and more of life in all its fullness, leading to deep real seated joy. Um, I think that that's a huge promise and joy is something that we're going to be talking about next week um, in our Advent series. Um, so please do join us for that one I think we've just about run out of time for this week's episode but we hope you've enjoyed it hope you um, have felt all Christmassy hearing us talking about love and happiness and all nice things (laughs) Um, if you have any questions as always please check out the listener page the listener group on Facebook and uh, yeah let us know that where you see love in the christmas story or where you see love at christmas time anywhere uh, as we we've already spoken about here please yeah we'd love to hear your your thought experiences with that there but until next time goodbye bye 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 bye, bye.